0: Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. Joining me this time, we have Marcel St. Pierre. Hello. And Megan McConnell. Hello. And the movie we're breaking down is Blumhouse's Fantasy Island in 2020. They put the production company in the name of the film on the screen and everything. A remake of the classic Fantasy Island uh, TV show. I'll ask uh, my guests here. What is your experience both with the new movie and with the original? Uh, maybe we'll start you off with uh, Marcel.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, nothing says quality more than when a studio definitely wants to make sure that their name is on the project at the top <laughs> of the thing so it can't be confused with anybody else's fantasy island. Um, my experience. Wow. Well, um, with the house like I said, I only watched this because you asked me to watch it. It kept being suggested <laughs> to me, I guess because I'm of the demographic that does remember the original show quite well. Um, so uh, I expected to thoroughly hate it. Uh, but <laughs> I found myself actually not taking it too seriously, kind of laughing at bits that were meant to be scary and uh, actually enjoying Michael Pena like crazy because I also felt he was like nobody's ever going to see this. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm he just gonna...
0: concerned. Yeah,
2: he just sort of. I was like, oh, we taped the rehearsal. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. There's literally no direction, or everybody is being directed by different directors. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it definitely gets a sense of that. Had you sorry, did you say had you seen the the series originally?
2: Oh yeah. I watched yeah. the series like every Saturday night religiously because uh, <laughs> this was this was pre <laughs> pre being able to go out. Uh so I was like Saturday nights <laughs> man, you'd watch The Love Boat and you'd watch Fantasy Island. Um and yeah.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, what age would you have been while watching those if you dare to reveal?
2: Oh God, I guess the show started yeah the show started 77 so i i think i was like 10 oh okay uh, so like 10 to like 14 years old i think i would have watched it in and in and out depending on whether or not uh, our cable was working <laughs>
0: right cuz yeah i yeah, i never seen it i i it has some meme presence in the culture that i'm aware yeah. of but i've never yeah. seen an actual episode of the show i have no idea what it is other than it's some sort of episodic show where they go through people's fantasies and i assume there's some magic.
2: Yeah, I mean it's very much their you know uh, the f- the the formula was intact in the movie for sure. It's like everybody comes on the island with a wish, but it's like a monkey's paw. There's unintended circumstances. You got to be careful what you wish for. It uh, was never as dark as this uh, movie was for, you know, ABC broadcast TV reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it always had like a like a good sort of moral message and generally always had happy endings because people would figure out, Oh, I was asking for the wrong thing for the wrong reason. So therefore I changed my mind for this reason. And then Mr. Rourke, Ricardo Montalban just, uh, you know, yeah. grants your wish, and uh, Hervé Villachez says a couple <laughs> of jokes throughout the show. And, uh you know, it's your chance to watch, you know, a rotating cadre of guest stars from every TV show you're also watching. Yes, <laughs> doing yeah. Episodic television, yeah.
1: Yeah, so neither, I... neither
2: of you have seen the show, then, the original show? No.
1: I watched an episode after, uh, like, two days ago. Um, Well,
0: after you'd seen the horror film.
1: Yeah, and I might have seen it as a child, like, if if it was one of those rerun things, because I did watch a lot of, um, like, 80s and 70s television growing up with my dad and and just the people around me. Kids shows were never on, so uh, I saw a lot of things like that, but... um, And, yeah, it's definitely, like, a more... yeah, there's a more wholesome feeling at the end to everything. It's like you learned your lesson, you grew a little bit, and Mm -hmm. uh, now you're a better person for it.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. It was very much like one to grow on. It was, you know, Love Boat was the same basic formula, It was just except it was on on a boat and not quite so supernatural. What I did love between the two that they shared was that, uh, you know, that Mr. Rourke was intact, and that they they actually tried to give an origin story
0: yes. for Mister
2: Rourke. That yes. was cool. and the
0: origin story for Mister Rourke, and then uh, and almost as a joke, an origin story for yeah. tattoo. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so. as, as a tag in, which I was like, wah, wah, but I was <laughs> yeah. also I, but I felt totally. I actually didn't see it coming, even though he teased earlier in the movie. I got a really dumb tattoo.
1: Yes. Yeah. And they called him T. And I was just yeah. like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> so I was watching with my roommate, Paul JP, who's been on the podcast as well. And yeah, he saw that coming about halfway through the film. He started putting those together. Right. The tattoo and of that... doll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think there's an earlier part where it was uh, that character, uh, Brax, who yells, the plane, the plane, when it's coming.
1: Oh, how did oh. I not... Re- I didn't connect that, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. That's he insane.
2: At- I got yeah. geeked out by uh Rourke's dying wife who said it at the very beginning too so I was like oh they're starting full-on right in there has terminal cancer okay well that's dark (laughs) yeah right away way to go Bloomhouse. okay
1: (laughs) I remember like even though I don't remember if I've actually seen the show as a kid I remember my stepsister and like so many people quoting the plane the plane every single like throughout my throughout the years of my childhood. It's something that's very common. And I knew it was from that actor, but I had only yeah. seen him in the James Bond movie, Golden Man with a Golden Gun. Oh, right. Uh, so I never made the connection, I guess, with Fantasy Island. I feel like I probably was watching the Bond movie over and over again, waiting for that to happen, <laughs> and it never did. <laughs> so, it makes as
0: much sense there, yeah, that a plane would come and attack or save someone because it
1: was kind of an island there too so (laughs) different fantasy though
0: yeah i think that one was a death ray or something uh i'll try a a quick synopsis of the story just in case anyone uh didn't watch along with us and wants to know roughly what was going on in this film (laughs) we have uh our main protagonist characters who have all been invited to fantasy island before it officially opens as a resort saying that they won a contest uh, and they each are going to get to experience their fantasies, but they all assume it's either going to be hired actors or holograms or animatronics. Um, but one by one, they get given their fantasies, uh, which turn out to both be very, very real and sinister things start turning dark on them. They start seeing creepy mud ghosts. They start <laughs> seeing the guy living in the woods with a knife in his teeth, just like jumping out at people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and eventually each of their fantasies start turning dark in their own very specific ways. Eventually the fantasies start to sort of overlap onto each other and it's revealed that they are not separate fantasies, but actually someone else's revenge fantasy on all of them, mm-hmm. uh, about someone that they let die. Uh, but Mr. Rourke who uh, is running this Island to try to keep his wife alive because it's got mystical, actual magic in the heart of the Island in a weird Crystal shard that leaks dark water. Yeah. Very 90s. Like <laughs> that's a little unclear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mechanism's a little unclear. Decides that he doesn't want to be evil anymore. Uh he allows his life who's fakely alive to finally rest in peace. And uh allow- and they manage to stop the person who's trying to get them all killed. I won't relieve really that twist yet. Uh, and they all <laughs> manage to escape okay, except for because one of them did die during all the horror. Uh, one of them stays beso- behind so that he can wish to have them go out into the world okay. Happy ish ending.
2: <laughs> Happy ish, yeah, that's yeah,
1: yeah.
0: There was so, yeah, a lot know.
2: of uh holy exposition, Batman, all the way through the movie. Suddenly, it's yes, like, Warwick's power comes from that fountain. I'm like, huh. Yeah.
1: But then they still like- don't explain the fountain, nope. and it's so they ex- they over-explain things without actually explaining anything. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, they have pre- explain things, yeah.
1: Prequel. I smell prequel. Oh yeah! And as soon as like the tattoo part, I was like, oh, this is set up so they can do more. But It had
0: some early lost feelings to it, where they're like, everything totally. they explain just raises more questions, and. You keep on like getting the tension of like, well, I want to know what that's all about, but yeah. each answer just raises more
2: questions. I almost yeah. felt that they they were trapped within the the yeah that um, that lost world now where pop culture so knows lost. Yeah, I, I just felt myself trailing into it, going, "Oh, this this is borrowed from that," and it's funny because when I was watching Lost, I never thought of Fantasy Island.
0: Yeah. Because I don't think anyone was getting their wishes granted on Fantasy Island. It's more of the, this is or, the way the things are, they're explaining the mechanisms are all, well, the, the reason for the ghost monster is because of science right. team. But why science team? Well, <laughs> it's science team because of yeah. a billionaire. Like everything just raises another question, which was really started- good for the start.
2: Yeah, they sort of did that that in this too. It was like, you know, oh, Dr. Death, why? Oh, yes. because torture. Oh, weird Vietnam era looking dude who says he's a PI trailing yeah. what? <laughs> why?
1: Yeah, the guy well, how who long the PI life? looked more Vietnam than the actual like military scenes. I know yeah. the Vietnam guys all look like a boy band for Pete's sake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like for a second I thought um wh- there was like one of the guys in the Vietnam camp who was kind of a dick uh, and and like took a picture of him the with the camera his dad. guy yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: for some reason in my brain I thought that was going to turn out to be the guy in the woods
1: uh, like years later
0: like like mm. these fantasies are so real that like I'm still stuck here in the woods because someone wished because you wish for this, and time is weird.
1: Yeah, I he's already... the only one that wasn't really intertwined with their story, and they brought up like his daughter. There were so many things that were brought up that they didn't really complete, and yeah. they should have just maybe cut it out. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I think it it did a good
0: daughter? job. Of, I think the film did a good job of building tension and intrigue for the first, like first and second acts. Like I was curious what was going on. I was. Yeah, uh, invested of, like how how are they gonna pull that off? How are they gonna do this? All that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. it stuck the landing. I think <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when no. you didn't get all these answers, you just went like, wait, what? Yeah. Like I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, they have that moment where Mr. Rourke decides, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go back and help them. Uh he's gonna let go of his wife. Big, big heartfelt moment there. When he goes back, all he does is like, you know what to do, and someone else throws a grenade, like <laughs> he doesn't <Yeah>. do
2: anything. <laughs> Well first before that he goes downstairs to stop them don't you dare throw that grenade yeah, goes yeah. up goes upstairs sees his wife goes back downstairs immediately he goes okay throw the grenade <laughs> <laughs> like terrible writing i'm sorry terrible writing terrible yeah. editing there was no need for that middle scene in that case it was such a waste of time it was like every improv scene i'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> Too? <laughs> yeah, I leave and I go out for no reason other than it amuses me. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, there was definitely a lot of that where it's just like th- this, this scene, this line, none of this is related to anything. This could be very easily cut out and the movie would be better for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, another thing that's like half explained is his hen- henchmen, what I call the lurch staff, because they all kind of look like yeah. Us. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, well, they all stay with here, and they're loyal to me because I give them a, a taste of whatever their fantasies are. Yeah, it's like, yeah.
2: Well, what? Like, a taste what, what is as opposed to the full fantasy.
1: Yeah, and yeah, the whole point was you have to go through it completely, and the island won't let you otherwise, otherwise his
0: wife dies. Like... And I'm worried about what those guys' fantasies are. (laughs) I didn't mean a
2: taste of fantasy. Sorry, I meant a little bit of meth.
1: (laughs) Just (laughs) meth. Yeah, maybe that's all it is. They did mention that was one of the options they were considering at the beginning. They're like, maybe it's drugs. I hated that. It was charming at first, but then
2: I'm like, okay, stop telling me what you think it is because it's never that and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They all, no- they all seemed like they were talking off the top as if they've all seen seven seasons of Fantasy Island. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was, it was just, I don't know. There was heart was basically missing from everything. The, totally. the dialogue, the story, the chemistry between the actors, um, like Ryan Hansen and, um, uh, tattoo who was also in Silicon Valley. um, they were okay together, but it wasn't the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I thought I didn't, they were
0: fun together. They like were, I they they were had- fun, but
2: the, 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 the Caucasian brother was a dick.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, and he always, that actor always plays douchebags. Like, he was in Party Down. I almost didn't recognize him okay. um, as, like, the handsome model slash actor slash musician character. So he definitely kind of plays, like, a type
0: it felt like yeah. he was doing a, a loose Will Arnett. Like he's like, I'm trying to do a Will Arnett character, but yeah. I'm, I'm not going all the way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Will Arnett 10 years ago would have been fantastic in that role, actually.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um,
2: yeah. And and Maggie Q was, did a great performance. I thought for what she did, because it was the only storyline that was actually, I thought pure drama in a way. Like it fleshed felt fleshed out. Yeah it, yeah. it felt
0: almost out, out with the rest of it because yeah i guess you can kind of look <laughs> at each of the other like fantasies going in a different genre right okay so uh maggie q is gwen hers is straight up drama and like almost melodrama because like i wish i had accepted a proposal yeah i live with guilt i want a daughter yes um the the bros basically just wanted a really big party and to be baller yes <laughs> so that, that's just a ball. like that's just a party film is what yeah. they got mm-hmm. soldier wanted a war film which is a very unhealthy thing to want. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was immediately concerned. It's like, oh, your regret is that you didn't go to war and didn't get to kill people, and now you want. to. That's not healthy.
1: Yeah, like play a, a video game. Sign. Like he kind of says, Call of Duty. Yeah.
0: Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. The the PI wanted his daughter back. I guess he doesn't really count as he never got invited there, so he doesn't get a fantasy.
1: Yeah, like what? Anyway. It's
0: unclear. <laughs> unclear uh and mel wanted to bully though maybe that's a double fake out because she's actually she's the killer. Oh. shh don't tell me
2: yeah right. don't, don't listen it's a secret it's a secret um i know <laughs> uh i will say for for what they did trying to revamp an old franchise from tv i, I was kind of like thinking this the way it's shot and the way it's written certainly the way it's written i was like it's as good as episodic tv yeah you know it definitely felt I mean? more like, like a, television a tra- show a trash thing that you'd go eh? it's not really as good as the original but i'm still gonna watch it and i did really like actually the the way that they did make that attempt to make all the stories overlap
1: Like yes yeah. Run
2: together. Yeah. That felt like a very much like a oh they might do that at the end of season one to make sure that they get a season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if they
1: made like a limited series on Shutter or Netflix, I think it it, mm. it, it the quality would have matched it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, as a standalone movie, it just felt uh, without. <laughs> it's definitely missing a lot. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, yeah. I think you said. It I think earlier, some of the things no could have heart. been escalated a little yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like I liked when the, they started um, blending them together. I thought that was good, but I felt like there was a missed opportunity where, like, hey, we're going to uh, raid this compound as soldiers. And yeah. The guy's like, "Oh, our compound's getting raid- raided." I would have loved if, like, the soldiers were sent in to get the brothers. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: If that was a conflict between them that they didn't realize what they were doing until halfway through, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, because did than, they even oh, say oh, were the why they were there? there?
1: Like why they were infiltrating the building?
0: They said no. they were in they were in some country Ven- to rescue some American civilians. They thought they were in Venezuela. So, Venezuela, yeah. Um which so also as soon as I heard it's right? it like, oh, his, his dad helped a coup against a democratically elected leader, probably. <laughs> like his dad was probably a bad guy. Like he was yeah. doing black ops for America.
2: Yeah. That's exactly in right.
0: Venezuela. He's not a good He's not a hero.
2: And that's why we've never heard of it because it's dark, dark shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's not like, like, and again, that's the thing they could have gone into, right? Like the idea that, you know, they they made it the thing of like, oh, maybe he he would as a coward. If he knew he was going to die, he wouldn't have gone in. But I'm like,
1: yeah, he would wouldn't have
0: it been a darker thing that he wasn't a deserter, but like the heroic thing he did was actually terribly unheroic and yeah. and he shouldn't be lauded for it.
2: Yeah, for his for his age, like what how, what year would it have been when he was like ten years old, like nineteen eighty five or something? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. So, I can't do the, I mean, the math on it.
2: If you want to look at what you know the uh, what America was doing, it was all Central American stuff that we still don't know anything about yet. <laughs> you know? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so
0: <laughs> it it was supporting terrible militaristic overthrows of like communist leaning or socialist governments because they were so scared of that because it was the height of the cold war
2: right Mm -hmm. yeah scary scary stuff
0: hard hard to like the character of patrick when he wants to be a a murderer soldier and his dad definitely did black ops Um, and he
2: turns out to have been just a sort of a cowardly cop (laughs) and a cowardly (laughs) cop
0: such an unlikable character. Like every every stack they put on him <laughs> makes him a worse person. He yeah. still
2: has so much therapy and we still have to do so much to
1: like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only real likable character is Gwen. That's the...
2: She's the one the who one gets uh, tortured, right?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the no. one that wants to be a mom. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. Sloane's not likable either. She's definitely still a bad person. Yeah. Sloane is the... Torturee in uh, Mel's fantasy Mm -hmm. Who when introduced Does the worst game of hide and go seek Ever of hiding behind a desk That (laughs) doesn't have a back to it
2: Right right. off the
1: top Yeah (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: yeah, That's like the first laugh of the film for me Is like that's not a desk you can hide behind And definitely not like that
1: Yeah and it's such (laughs) a
0: big place (laughs) i
2: love that one line too they, they were like they were going we just need lines of dialogue here so you say this in the earpiece she just goes i don't want to be negative here but we're all going to die <laughs> 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 it's like throwaway away dialogue come on yeah. and she didn't say it very upset either
1: yeah just like hey just so you know
2: dead I mean, I'm more upset about how negative I'm being, as opposed to the fact that we're all going to die. I'm really, and I'm not even upset about being negative. I just, I'm probably a buzzkill, but I've had a tough day.
0: Yeah, okay. So I think, yeah, Gwen is pretty likable in that, like, she has, she seems to be trying to figure out what's going on, and she doesn't seem enticed by her fantasy. Yeah, and there's nothing
1: selfish.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, she wants her life to be back on track. She went, She was in a bad place because yeah. she made a mistake.
1: Yeah. It was a mm-hmm. missed opportunity, essentially. Missed
0: opportunity because of sort of personal depression, I guess. Yeah. The one that got I away. Mean, she is responsible for a death, but it is like...
1: But so many a- of them really were. Like, that's the one thing. Like, really, that girl did a lot of research to figure out all the little... <laughs> <laughs> tink- oh, uh, my God. And that ha- happened to sort of be involved... Like, how do you find all that out? Especially the cop. Like, what?
0: Yeah, the the cop is the hardest one. Because, yeah, you can figure out that his roommates ran away on him because she would have known his roommates because they were friends. And uh, Gwen started the fire. So she might have shown up in the newspaper as like, a downstairs neighbor started the fire or something like that. And you can figure out who that is.
2: Wouldn't it have been a much better idea if she's the one that's going to go through all this trouble to do this revenge thing? That at the, like, she's the one that somehow starts the island, and that Mr. Rourke himself is one of the first guests on the island. She ends up dying stupidly because she's a bad person. And in the end, (laughs) then Tattoo and Rourke have to stay on the island and let everybody else go.
1: There's at least a reason. I'm just going to send
2: that in. (laughs) Right. I'm just going to send that in to the producers and go, okay, we're reimagining your reimagined movie here. And First, I, I did a little, uh, show. <laughs> That's right. I did a little uh, research on this here too. Uh, actually, I didn't do that at all. It's just because I watched it on uh, on Prime. <laughs> oh yeah, and and uh, it says that uh, Jason Blum from I guess Blumhouse wanted yeah. Nicolas Cage to play Mister Rourke.
1: They do a lot of work oh. together. Yeah, uh, Cage that would passed. not be the
0: right choice at all. No, no. I mean, especially because
1: like, he's supposed to be understated. Like that's the whole point. And also
2: yeah. South American.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That too. laughs>
2: Even though his last name is Rourke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they did a TV remake of this for at least a season, I think. And it was, uh, what's his name? Wasn't it Malcolm McDowell who played Rourke? Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. He
0: is such this a natural going... villain, though. Like, you would not be... Well, it was super dark as
2: well, too. And I I I, I ended up not watching it at all for... I don't know why, I guess I had a life, but uh, <laughs> uh, I remember thinking, oh, if you're going to do a dark version of this, he's for sure a great choice.
1: Yeah. I kind of want to watch that now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if know. you I Google don't... the streaming services, it's there somewhere.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Uh, I think he <laughs> might just be too dark for me though. Cause like, and he's so obviously dark. Like that's the thing. Michael yeah. McDowell has made me off being, a guy who you see in a scene, and even if he's doing everything nice, you're like, oh, but that's going to be the bad guy at the end of this, right? Like, it's Malcolm McDowell. Totally. He's but younger people
1: don't know him, so it could work depending on what year it came out. You
0: but... so need to know Malcolm McD- McDowell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you feel
0: it in his face. Young people
2: there. know him from Ho- Home Alone 5. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, <geez.
1: Yeah.
0: laughs> there's five. I didn't okay. know
1: who went that far.
0: <laughs> oh, there's five. Um, I've oh, had wow. to watch yeah, them like, all. <laughs> michael pena is someone who you instinctively want to trust he's like a likable yeah guy.
1: he's got a warmness to him i love michael uh, pena yeah for sure
2: for sure
0: i i agree that i feel like he wasn't either directed to give his all or bothering to give his all in this one like it felt like he could have thrown a little more juice into it but
2: i, I think it may have been one of those things where the director just said like this is super stylized and yeah. uh, go for it and then I I get the sense that there were probably bigger fish to fry in the directing thing where the guy just said, I'm not even going to worry about Michael i I'm just going to let him do what he does. But sadly, I think
1: it sort of made sense.
2: Yeah, it did a little bit. I think the choice to just be, yeah, understated and a little bit glazed over a lot of the time might've felt like the right choice. Clinical is yeah, for sure. And, uh, but ultimately, yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It kind of felt like he had been doing this for longer than it was a little unclear how long he had been doing it, but there was like a sense of like, yeah, I know. I mean, you guys might die, but man, I've seen some worse. I've seen worse fantasies Mm -hmm. than this already. So whatever.
1: Well, they did stopping us from
0: suing you. Well, you're (laughs) not going to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Funny thing. People seem to think it's more of a dream. It's like a dream. You don't always remember things fully. And you're like, what? That's when the drugs come in, I guess. They, (laughs) They get a roofie with their like, Send off cocktail.
0: That's yeah. That's not a good explanation. Like, okay, well then, why are people going to have a fantasy they don't get to keep?
1: <laughs> What's
2: his business that's, model? Yeah. That's a very well kept place. Like, how is he? Is it all Facebook ads? Like, how is he getting people out there? If they don't remember it, they certainly part of the island magic. They
1: were asking for Yelp reviews.
2: I did like the line. It was like, like one, uh, it's like a one star review on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One star is still pretty good for what you just went through.
1: And you still get attention for it. So Mm -hmm. one star is better than no star.
0: (laughs) Hey, everyone. Maddox popping in here for just a moment to recommend another podcast you might want to check out. The ongoing comic discussion podcast is a weekly show where host and comic lover Tess dives into a new comic story with her special guests every week. Whether you're a grizzled comic veteran or brand new to the medium and don't know where to start, there's something for everyone on OCD. It's all about having fun discussions, sharing a love of comic books, and maybe even learning something along the way. This show is part of the Brain Freeze Podcast Network, so you can check out this and other great shows wherever you get your podcasts or at brainfreezepodcast.com. Okay, back to the show. Let's try to make this a little personal. Got, I think we've gone through a lot of this and we've got a little time left. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think you would try to do on Fantasy Island? Oh,
1: oh God. I just, <laughs> that might be too personal. <laughs> um, you can be vague about it.
2: It's what, what, was the, what was blue. the comment somebody made? So what are most of the fantasies? And he goes, oh, mostly sex stuff.
0: Yeah, mostly yeah, the yeah. weird <laughs> sex stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah.
2: So, I mean, just one, mostly sex stuff, sure. Why not? (laughs) That's really low impact.
1: Ready? Um, I mean, I mean, we all have things throughout our lives that we sort of like regret or wish we hadn't done or like who was that person who did it. Um, I think the only thing would be like a very boring thing, which is because of my uh, anxiety I've had like my whole life. um, It's held me back from things because I just tried to ignore it, and then did nothing instead. So if if I could go back to, like everyone says, like a younger age and start over again, I would do this. Like just one of those simple, Mm. like everyone kind of like, oh, well, it was such an easier time back then. Like it wasn't an easier time for me, but if I knew what I know now um, in regards to anxiety and pushing through it, what kind of, what would my life look like?
0: Yeah, so... I I'm going to clarify the rules as they've sort of been presented in this film, just to make sure that this, this still might be it. This still yeah. might be yours. But it does seem like you get a weekend of whatever it is. And then when you yeah. leave the island, the that doesn't stay. So you just yeah. want to experience life as if you had taken all those chances for like one weekend? Or do you actually want to reset your life to as if you had taken those chances?
1: It would be like a reset. Yeah. So like the consequences could very easily be like... I'm a horrible person (laughs) like uh, a maniac and like I have no real close relationships because of it and blah, blah, blah. Like I can, I can definitely see it going poorly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't think those would stick. So I think, I think that would almost still be fun. Like if you just got to be like if my pitch was to go and be the famous actor that I've been trying to be this whole time uh, to be that for a weekend, even if like, it turns out like, yeah. And you alienated all your friends. I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, when I leave this Island, all my friends won't be alienated anymore. So fuck them for a weekend. It's fine. <laughs> it's oh,
1: well, so there I get is. to be a star for I a weekend got, for a weekend. So it could be like your friend tries to kill you because all oh, right. Yeah. Person to them. Because there's always something kind of like bordering on your life.
0: Yeah, well, I think this- I'd still learn the lesson from it. But then I'd also be like, but yeah, like I think if I had gone into the life as being a professional actor, I'd also probably have at some point gotten a professional trainer. And any of my friends tried to kill me. I think I could take them. <laughs>
2: well, we're um, automatically assuming that we go on this weekend and someone's going to try to kill you. <laughs>
0: In like it would be like <laughs> the fantasy island zombie of them tries to kill me, yeah. And it's supposed to be like a heartfelt thing of no, Andrea, you have betrayed me and are trying to kill me. I mean, she might try to kill me anyway. She would anyway, yeah, yeah, she does. That's nothing. <laughs> but someone tries to kill me, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, but it's not real. You, so.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think I'll I would see, try to just day. game the system crazily by just going like something dumb, like. I wished when that really smart guy in university had wanted to talk to me about stocks and investing <laughs> that I w- yeah. would have paid attention and would have put it all down on Apple and just stayed there until right now because yes. Apple stock is insane right now.
0: Yeah. Did that happen to you? Yeah. Oh, I totally know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I the, the same guy also in university, enigmatically said to me one time, you know, uh, I was in Calgary all summer and I took improv classes. Do you know what improv is? And I literally <laughs> had no idea what improv was. And he Aww. said, he said uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you just make stuff up and it's all comedy and you're pretty funny and fast. And I think we should start uh, an improv club. I was like, uh-huh. mm, oh, okay, whatever. He was just <laughs> an odd guy, and we never got around to doing it. I just, oh uh, wow, I just sort of held held him back, sort of at a at a at a distance. Not because not because he didn't have some redeeming qualities or anything like that, but I was also like you, so uh, I had anxiety, and all of it was social anxiety. So it would be yes. like a lot of. If anybody really wanted to be my friend, I was so suspicious.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> same. Yeah. <laughs> it's the strangest
2: thing. So it would take me a while to break through those things. And typically I would make friendships with that would be short because I would make friendships with the wrong people, the popular people. And yeah. And go, Oh, right, they have moved on and uh oh, why am I hurt again?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. very same. <laughs> Yeah. But okay. Yeah. So
0: you're saying if you had started an improv troupe with this guy who'd taken one improv class while on vacation in Calgary and you, who at the time had seen no improv whatsoever, yeah. had formed a duo in yeah. wherever you were living at the time, that probably would have been a bad experience. Well, he probably would have burned you.
2: He talked hmm? to me about improv and he talked to oh. me about investing. I ignored both things. So I think we'd yeah. have had a shitty improv troupe, but I'd be rich.
1: Yes, right.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that could have burned you to the idea of improv because it could have gone so poorly that you'd not have improv in your life now.
2: I think that's it. I think if I had done improv a lot sooner, cause I did stand up earlier. I was interested in doing stand-up, but improv really didn't happen for me till I moved to Toronto. Um and uh yeah, I think it was just one of those things of I couldn't see the benefit of making shit up. Why? <laughs> yeah. So much room, so much room for failure. And now, of course, I'm like, mm-hmm, sweet, <laughs> sweet failure. Give it to me. Right.
1: <laughs> I guess I had like a stocky one, too. Like, I remember mm. when Beyond came out and they were about to go public Um Telling Andrea that they were going public and that w- it would be a good investment and that I was considering it, and I had a mm-hmm. little bit of savings at the time, you know, pre nail times, and I um, and I, I made it. I made an appointment with the bank and I looked into other ways of doing it as well. And then I guess my anxiety or whatever it was, because I hadn't invested before, just like bailed on it. And then Andrea did invest oh, in it
0: geez. and
1: it's it's still going up right now so i'm just like like beyond meat is very popular like that and oh in yeah it exploded
0: shortly after you started yeah. saying it was about to explode
1: <laughs> yeah so Didn't i should have kept, listened like, to myself at one point pardon
2: was, wasn't it insane like something like three hundred dollars
1: yeah like it went from i think it's they were selling it for like uh six 55. Uh, mm-hmm. When I had looked into it, and it it, it jumped quite a bit. Like uh, wow, you're welcome, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Should make a commission like most, off of
2: this. Like most other things, I only found out about Beyond Meat when I saw it in the supermarket, and then, <laughs> then it's yeah. way too late.
0: <laughs> way too late. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I think everyone is doing Fantasy Island a little bit wrong, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me point this out because I want to game the system and you tell me if I'm making a mistake here, but I think I've figured this out. All right. So the fantasy only holds while you're on the island and mm-hmm. everyone wants to go back uh, and yes. fix some sort of regret, Yeah. Oh. but then that's not going to stick. When you go back yes. to your real life, everything resets.
1: Yeah. Oh. If then- you
0: go forward or go looking for knowledge and seeking answers, those will still be true even if you don't have it like written down in front of you anymore. Yeah. So if you can like oh. see into the future and then go back to the present, then you can have the knowledge of what stocks will be big in the future or yeah. what's so cool about it to happen.
1: Like Gwen's mm. character where she wants like a, her husband, like another chance at that, where yeah, she right. would have lost that when she left.
0: Yeah, she leaves the, the island, really her child about, is un, actually. Yeah. unexisted.
1: Yeah, that's something they don't really bring up. Like she'd have to stay on the island with the child with Rourke forever for that to be maintained
0: right Uh, they they alluded to it but they didn't yet maybe go into it as clearly as as it kind of was like he's like just enjoy them while you have them enjoy this experience of having a family but it's like they're not gonna be here
1: (laughs) yeah because the bro brothers that were broy even said like we just wanted fun for a weekend like they at least didn't want theirs or knew it wasn't gonna last and it wasn't anything Mm -hmm. personal and then, obviously, torturing, like, if you think it's a hologram, which she, spoiler alert, didn't think so, but um, torturing a friend, you still have that experience and that, I guess, satisfaction.
0: That catharsis of revenge. Yeah. yeah.
1: See, they went in for
2: something super simple, and Rourke turned out to be, like, the most asshole dungeon master ever. He's just like, yes. and <laughs> we're going to get attacked by pirates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. so is
0: there a flaw with my plan of going to the future i feel like that would work best if if it's really a magic island if it could really give me what the future would be it has
1: to be your true fantasy though too right because they kind of they questionnaire you and then they prod you some more
0: yeah i think that'd be true though because i i am a deeply curious person so i do want to know how things turn out. I want to see the future. I want to live forever. <laughs> like if if it was just like, I get to see the future that I will not make it to, I won't live to see this future, but like, I want to see what it would be like
1: a yeah.
0: hundred, 200 years from now. That's totally what the fantasy I'd want to spend a weekend on. But I could also, while there pick up a goddamn history book and see what happens to my future. <laughs>
2: yeah. You could, you could back to the future to it. Just pick up a sports yeah. almanac. Yeah.
0: I'd have to memorize it because, like, the book would disappear. But like, I could oh. yeah flip through it you and be could, like, "All right, what are some major events I can clearly remember?" And, and you can make good on.
2: bank just by remembering one or two.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and is it the real version of what the future would be, or your fantasy version of what the future would be that the island would mm. provide?
0: Mm. See, because I'm doing it from a sense <laughs> of curiosity. Yeah. I feel like it right. would be the real future from the point, unless I change things. So yeah. I think. It wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily still happen exactly the same way because any changes I make would change the timeline. Butterfly effect. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it would be a lie, perfect future. I think it would be a true future that I would enjoy, that would then end up being a lie if I change anything with that knowledge.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I think I
0: gamed Fantasy Island. <laughs> And if they say I'm not allowed to do that, then yeah, sure. Some sex stuff. That'd be great too. That's I was going to so. say,
2: yeah, we just, just, you can never fail with the sex stuff, especially yeah. if they you don't remember it. They probably get some
0: really good sex stuff in the future, guys. They're probably super liberal and cool and stuff.
2: <laughs> super liberal and, uh, you know, amazing antibiotics. Yeah.
0: <laughs> amazing antibiotics. Zero, zero G, uh, yeah. gotta add new options that we don't even know about now.
2: Mm-hmm. And everybody's okay and- SpaceX. Everything's okay. That's it. We'll stop there. Anything's okay. <laughs> Anything's okay.
0: Just, it's all yeah. good. It's all good.
2: <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Full stop.
0: <laughs> Any other final thoughts about Fantasy Island and the fantasies you would have there?
2: No, I'm just glad. Yeah, you've you've actually opened up a, a huge uh, philosophical quandary for me, because I'm realizing now that everybody that went to the island was had to be super damaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they've got something that so bothers them every waking moment of every day that they literally are this. I can't live with this. I have to change it. And knowing that it's the butterfly effect, yeah, you know, you're (laughs) you're 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 messing everything else up, right?
0: Maybe uh, maybe more people have some sort of damage to them, and we we should uh, give them that that space without having to give them a magic fantasy island. Maybe we all have our own damage of some sort, and Mm -hmm. we should just uh, deal with each other with that understanding and. Try to be each other's less evil, Mister Warks. <laughs> I
1: think mean, that's
2: beautiful. That's a beautiful.
0: All sound right, try, try, try to leave it on a positive note.
1: Yeah, yeah. I because like what that. I was going to say wasn't going to be positive, so <laughs> that's why I, I kept quiet. I was like, no, no, I'm looking at the time.
0: <laughs> I'm the fancy Alan. You're the Blumhouse. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me, Marcel. Thank you so much for joining me, Megan. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And, Thank you to all the audience who listened along, and we'll have another movie for you soon. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakaWishPod, email breakawishpod at gmail.com, join the BreakaWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at breakawish.ca. For more Marcel St. Pierre, you can buy one of his two delightful books of comedic short stories on his website, shortweird.com. For more Megan McConnell, you can keep tabs on her on Instagram, at ragdollvintage. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So, what would you wish for? This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, hopefully some new friends. I'm Trisha Black, a queer East Coast comedian living in the big city
1: of Toronto and the host of One More Round with Trisha Black. That's me, the podcast where I sit down and have a drink or two or three with a variety of guests, folks that I want to get to know, people that inspire me and friends who I just adore. It's kind of like an East Coast kitchen party, except if that kitchen were a studio and the conversation was the party. Brought to you by the Sonar Network. One More Round with Trisha Black is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your sweet pods. So grab a drink and stick around for one more round. See what I did there?